0: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make fun of life. See, that's what the sound effects do. Get that? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, Keep in mind, regarding the media and the government, they make fun of the truth. See? See, our sounds make fun of life, and the government and the media, they make fun of truth. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because it's fun to make fun of ourselves. We like doing that, too. That's kind of fun. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. The David Spoon experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. I don't know why you think we know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We haven't known what we are doing for over four years, for over a thousand shows, and we're not going to start now. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, can we ever laugh at ourselves, or are we just a little too uptight? That's that's a fair question to ask people look at if you need something that you want to share you got something going on we have a phone number that you can call it's not overly complex we do not believe that you will get an electrical shock when you call it we don't know we don't know all the things that will happen but we're pretty confident in that all you got to do is call 972-445-0770 that's 972-445-0770 When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to, kid, a dynamite. Dynamite! Uh, Talking to Dynamite D, that's like getting... A fifty percent discount at your favorite store. I don't even care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever your favorite store is 50% off, no matter Amazing. what. Amazing. Amazing. That's happened to me never. Anyway. Oh, I thought it did. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. That's I was what, about to ask that's for a I, backstory. Talking to you is even better than that. See? That's what we're going for. Also uh, you know, we're just having fun. I know there's a lot going on. We're gonna be praying for the nation in a little bit. I'm aware of everything that's taking place, but in the meantime, let's move forward as we have to, because we move forward until we hear it, ding ding ding, or actually, and then then you can stop moving forward, but not until then. Here is the text number that you can call or text during the show. You can't call it, you can text it. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. That's David, D-A-V-I-D, D-A-V-I-D. That's what they called me when I was born. David, they picked out my name before I, uh, I was uh, born. Ordained? No, actually, they said I was an accident. But that doesn't matter. They still named me David, and I wasn't an accident to God. So, ha, 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 ha. Bottom line, you can send an email, david at org. Additionally, we're going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you on there. Very, very important for you to catch. Number one on the website is a place to give. Number two on the website is dis- is instructions on how to give if you don't want to give through the website, even though the website is 100% secure and safe. It's okay. We'll still do it the other way. It's not a problem, either by check or credit card. Not a big deal. 100% deductible. Not an issue. Okay? Number Z. Eight clues are on the website. You go to the website. You click on the little highlights at the top. You find the one that says sermons. You click on there. You scroll to the bottom. The eight clues current clues are there. There's two more clues coming this week, one tomorrow, one Wednesday and then when you have all 10 clues, the first persons to text, call or send an email with all 10 clues will win one of two Bibles. the second person will win the other, of two Bible studies, okay? We already have somebody. Brad is willing to help us out on the show and deliver the Bible studies to people, so we're going to probably get that done. I'm just telling you, it's on there. Don't miss the opportunity. It's right there for you. Check out he hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? He Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> Now, just to let you know, I have given Jennifer access to the files with all the new stuff. So, oh, great. You know, so she's, she's sure. going to be working on that. <laughs> I think that was the ice slipping one, though. I'll take it. I'm pretty sure that's correct. All right. Uh... Couple things to tell you: Be praying for the audience, please. And a uh, good thing to be praying for, just in case you're wondering, is uh, you know, for the audience, for people that you're praying for, lost family members is a big deal because sometimes you don't know how to bring the gospel to them. You really want to share with them. You don't want them to miss heaven. They're not getting in just because you're getting in. They got to make a decision for Jesus Christ. Okay. The idea is to pray that their hearts will soften and that they will receive and respond to the gospel. So be praying for the audience and be praying for lost family members as well. That's what we encourage you to. Now we're going to go to prayer because, yes, I'm aware of the situation in Nashville, which is not a great situation. They've got a shooting that took place at a Christian school with six kids, six adults that— Uh, have been killed, plus the shooter who's a female teenager. She's also dead. I'm not going to let anybody turn this to political. Let's do the right thing, bring it for the Lord, and ask for his help because that's what we need to do. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and it is the sinfulness of mankind that just puts us in these kind of situations. Every time we hear of it, our hearts just, it's just like a hiccup. It's horrible. And, Lord, everybody wants to make politics out of it, and we just don't. Because the bottom line is, until we turn our face to you, we're just going to have more manifestation of more sin and its destruction. So, of course, we're praying for those families. We're praying that you would comfort them, we're praying that you would help with the situation, we're praying that you would move upon the community and help them to become a very united community, loving one another, serving one another, taking care of one another, not attacking each other, but supporting each other. And Lord, not just for that community, but for every community, every city, every state in this country, soften our hearts. That we might turn to you and get redemption from on high, because there's going to be salvation in nowhere else, and there's going to be an answer nowhere else. So please help us. We pray as a nation, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so uh, just so you can know what's going on, that's what's taking place. So I'm just letting everybody know. All right, so uh, let us uh, move right into the text, which is kind of a tough text. So we're in, you know, I don't, you don't. one day it's like, pfft, I don't care. Here it is. We're doing tough text stuff. Here we go. And what is the text? The, the text we're in, we're in Timothy and we're in chapter one. And for those that don't know, we're kind of in the verse 18, 19, 20. We actually did 18 last time. Uh, and 19, but we're going to move into 20. And some of you are just going to be like, "Wow, I can't believe you're teaching this after you just prayed that prayer and so on and so forth. Just listen to the text in First Timothy chapter one. Uh, we'll start with verse. Or, 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 we'll start with 18 because I got to run it up to verse 20. Uh, this charge I committed to you, o Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith Faith have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. Okay, that's the text. You can't untext it. That's what it says. We come to a passage that many believers and scholars have struggled with, but upon further or closer examination, it might not be quite. As difficult as we're trying to make it. Paul mentions in verse 20 that him and and Alexander have been delivered to Satan. The two main interpretations have to do with this. Excommunication from the church's protection or being judged through death like Ananias and Sapphira. Those are the two main interpretations. The balance of the text probably gives us a clearer picture of the understanding Paul desires that these two people who have shipwrecked their faith, and by the way, the shipwreck phrase means to run it into rocks. It's like you take your faith and you run it into the rocks, just like you would do with a ship, that they might learn not to blaspheme, okay, not to commit blasphemy. The key in that structure is that in order for them to have to to be able to learn, they have to be alive. <laughs> in other words, if Paul delivers them for the destruction of their flesh and that's death, then they'll never learn not to blaspheme because they'll be dead. So there's nothing to learn. <laughs> so that doesn't really fly with what he's trying to accomplish. So really. The better lean, not that you have to, it's not a fellowship issue, but I'm just saying the better lean, the better thought structure, is this has to do with being outside of the protection of God and being outside the family of the church. And that you get bam by Satan because you don't have that protection. Now, I know some people want to say, well, this is the local church protection. No, it doesn't say that. There's nothing, th- th- stop that. The local church's protection. What are you talking about? This is an apostle going, Pfft, right, you're out. Okay, we're excommunicating you, and good luck out there. You'll be back in like three hours. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what's going on. And that they're learning not to blaspheme. It's like, well, I think they're going to get that lesson pretty clear. How's that? Because Satan's going to be able to touch them all he wants. And you think, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that by being in the church, the church of God, the people of God, I have a protection? You bet. That's exactly what I'm telling you, that being amongst the people of God, there's a protection. Does that mean that people in the church never get hurt? No. Does that mean people in the church never die? No. But in the general capacity, there is a great protection against us because if Satan had his way, he would kill you on the spot. You love Jesus. He hates you. If he had the chance, he'd wipe you out. You are you are to him the cringe of life. How about that? You think well? Well, uh, you mean God's protecting me from that? You bet. And you, well, how do you know that? I don't. Know. Did you read the Book of Job, where, where Satan complains, "Well, there's a hedge about him. I can't do anything." Right there, you go. A believer in God has a hedge. That's how it goes. You don't have to like. I don't care if you like. It's not not a like or dislike. The problem here is that these guys went so far as to start speaking really bad things about the church and about the faith and about Jesus. And it's like, okay, you want to take that tact? Okay, see ya. You're out of the circle. You're out of the, you know, will the circle be unbroken? You're out. You're broken. Guess what happens when you're out of the circle? You are fair game, not just for the world, but for Satan himself. And so Paul wants these two. Listen to the simplicity of this. He, The key in the structure is in order for them to learn, learn they have to be alive. So if they're going to learn not to blaspheme, this is the way it's going to happen. We're just going to take our protections off. Lord, do whatever everyone's going to do. They'll be back. They'll learn not to blaspheme. They'll learn to respect. They'll learn not to re- deceive. They'll learn not to treat the church with contempt. They'll learn. And then once they're back in their protection, they're back in their protection. Did this happen? I don't know. History can say whatever it wants. I don't know. Here's what I know. That's what Paul taught. That's what's in the scripture, and I'm not moving from it, not one inch. You in the church? You are people of one of the people of God? Not a particular local church. Are you in the church? You got a protection around you. Thank the Lord for that protection, because outside of that, your life would be ripped to shreds. All right. Okay. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So we, we chatted uh, about it on the phone, and it turned out that he had a pastor who used to be his pastor reach out to him and say, The Lord put you on my heart. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. He had another person say, "Hey, if you got this situation, let me know." He was talking to me. He was talking to somebody else, and it was like he had like four sources of support, and didn't even realize that what he was seeing was the circumstance, which we all do. And and when we pulled it back and looked at it, he's like, "Yeah, there's like four different places he was getting support from," and it's like, that's amazing. But see, that's not that amazing in the context of just what Peter and John said when they went into the temple. Children, you men of Israel, why does this miracle surprise you? Why does it even surprise us? God does so many things to reach to us and to speak to us. He is never, let me just say this, he is never absent from your tragedy. He is never absent. Disappeared from your circumstance. It's never happened. Long before you said yes, God said yes to you. Just, just think about the level of that, the commitment that would take. That means that God looked at my life and in spite of my, (laughs) in spite of my insanities, said, yeah, we'll take him. Is that amazing? Think about how amazing that is. And so I was uh, somebody had sent me a video about somebody who had a, an experience in heaven. And I was like, well, you know, I, I like some of those, but some of those are kind of weird and squirrely and da da da. And then it, the Lord was reminding me about my own dream that I had about making it in heaven where God had the king had his arm around me and he showed me different things in my life. And here's where you accepted my son. Let me tell you something. God will reach you and touch you and speak to you. The biggest question for all of us is are we listening? Do you remember what happened when uh, the Lord spoke over Jesus? Uh, the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus. And the Bible says that the people thought that it thundered. But it didn't thunder. God spoke. See what? See that right there? That, that right there. Yeah. Ugh because what we do is we think what thundered but it's god speaking the biggest question is are we listening oh welcome Hello. back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at kwm Seven Seventy, the True Station here in Texas. That's KAM Seven Seventy, the True Station here in Texas, where we are getting ready for our first trivia question. Most of you should get this. Won't be that difficult. What did David use to defeat Goliath? What did David use to defeat Goliath? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. Or you can text 214 210 8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Somebody calling in, and we're going to give them a chance to answer. I have a very cute question i might ask don't get uh, too upset good to see deb back somebody's ready to answer the question let's send them on through knock knock this is david who am i talking to this is gary how are you today i'm doing pretty good gary i'm i'm, I'm taking a day off i worked out really hard over the weekend taking the day off today so i'm feeling the less pressure <laughs> it's like, That's good. Yeah, I'm just like chilling, relaxing. Now I've got a funny, not that anybody should know it follow up question, just kind of like a goofy one, but let's get to this one first. What did David use to defeat Goliath? Well, initially he used the slingshot. And and what was in that slingshot? A stone. That is correct, Amando! You are a hundred percent on target. Now I'm going to ask you this question. I do not expect you to know because it's kind of a joke. So don't don't get. But what kind of stone was it? Now that I I know he uh, was supposed to have picked up five stones because yep. of that's right that's relatives right. of uh, he he picked, he picked them up from the creek. So they were wet, they were clean, and then they were smooth. That's right, but they were whetstones because they picked a them wet, up. A wet, clean stone is what you wanted. <laughs> Anything like that. That's why it was a joke. See, a whetstone well, is a good one. Of course, weapon. then he used glass sword and uh, ran him through and then caught, cut his head off. Cut his head off. And then that they kept, that was the, the famous, sir, I'll feed your head to the birds this day. Like, dingo, there it is. It's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just cut his head off. That was the end of that, and that was the turn of the war. It's amazing that one single event changed the war, but that's powerful, right? It's very powerful. Yeah. The Lord does that all the time. Excellent job. It's just giving you a hard time on the wet on the wet one. That was just kind of a joke, because well, it came out of a stream, so it was wet. You know that kind of thing. Well, I prayed for all of you yesterday, and I'll continue to pray for you. And we need that, and we'll keep praying for you. We'll just keep praying together till we get her done. Okay. All right. Okay. God bless you. You too, brother. Bye bye. All right, let's do our DNC. Wet. wet. See, you can't pull that out of a street. Yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> Am I the only one laughing? Okay, apparently. Uh, DNA, D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Spend some time with the Lord. I don't care. Spend some time with the, not, not listen to the show. No, wait, wait. You could say yes, go to church in the sense that you do worship. Okay? And I think it's great to hear the word. You need to spend time with God in the closet. All these people are screaming about the closet. Get back in the closet. Some alone time. Okay. Right. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never, 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 never. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means other people matter. O P M. Right? You care about them. You laugh with them. You cry with them. When people have great success in the kingdom, you rejoice. When they have lost, you weep. All of it. Okay. That is that portion. All right, so now we're going to go back into the Timothy portion, right? Going back, 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 back. And I want you to see what he says next because this is chapter 2, verse 1, and it's a classic and you can't miss this. It's just one of those great things. He says, therefore, so he's talking about, Okay, listen, we've been having this discussion, and I was a chief sinner, but now the Lord saved me, and we want to stay faithful and be diligent to what we're doing. Don't forget those guys that kind of jumped ship. That's bad. So therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men this is the verse one this is verse 1 in 1st Timothy 2 which is critical for us to understand paul says i i i first of all with all that going on i want supplications which is much more uh of a specific petition prayer which is more of a general petition intercession which is a Petition on the behalf of somebody else and giving of thanks, which is an attitude in prayer made for all men, for kings who are in authority that we might lead quiet and peaceful lives in all godliness and reverence. So I wrote this note down, and some people are going to hate me for this note, but I love you anyway. Paul exhorts his readers to remember to be active in the power of prayer. He reminds them that all forms of prayer, supplication, intercession, giving of thanks, uh, should always be a part of all prayers, right, Uh, would be made on the behalf of other people. He specifically mentions kings and people who are in authority. So now listen to what I'm going to say to you. Whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, the idea is to be praying for them and not against them. You can say whatever you want, but it says right in the text, right in the Greek, giving a person thanks to be made for <laughs> on behalf of. Stop praying that God will open up the ground and swallow up people you don't like. That is not the intent of the encouragement. The intent of the encouragement is for us to be praying for our leaders. Why? Take a look at the country. If we're leaders don't get caught in the spirit of God we're gonna get caught in the swirly going down the toilet I mean you got to see that's going on it's, it's 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 something you can't miss and you know those people who are leaders will never well I just want to say this really nicely they'll never do the right thing without God helping them <laughs> I'm sorry it's it's never gonna happen <laughs> we need to be praying we need to be make specific petitions and prayerful general pres- an intercessory on their behalf giving thanks why not complaining oh god I can't believe you let this happen we can't say that that's another way to get close to blasphemy don't talk that way you just say lord come on we need your help this is it on the behalf of all men, for all men, for kings who are under authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. God wants us to have the right disposition so that he can pour it back out on us. So You want to leave? You want to have a, a, a peaceful life? You want to have a quiet life? You pray for those who are not in those places so that they might get in those places. And the one thing this nation needs more—I I, I still stand, and I'll—, I'll I'll agree with almost every leader there is. I'm not caring about the political party. I'm caring about people turning their hearts to God. Do you know that when people turn their hearts to God, they stop thinking about all the other stuff and they do this? You, Lord, you. It's not about America. It's about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. It's not about Canada. It's not about Mexico. It's not about Russia. It's not even about this earth. It's about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Lose that, and we've lost it. Does that make you so heavenly-minded? You're no good? I hope so. I want to be heavenly-minded since that's the command from Jesus and throughout the rest of the passages. Yes, that would be great. All right, folks, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing... That's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops. Sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites. $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam! bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. (laughs) Ouch! (laughs) Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a a week off the show. (laughs) Uh, It seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes, but the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore, it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) 770-KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.